This is exactly right. this wrong. There's trash. Just don't worry about the trash. Glamorous. <laughs> Classy. Professional. Uh, Hi, welcome to My Favorite Murder Live, everybody. <laughs> we had them, uh, what? we had them recreate my apartment. Yes. On stage. George's blue curtains are gorgeous. Oh my God. Can we talk about this? Yes. Can we please? Fuck. Karen, um, tell me everything. Well, last week when we were talking about how we ha are going to come and do a live podcast, and we were talking about all the things we needed to do <laughs> and bring and have to recreate the same environment that we have in Georgia's hot, hot apartment when we record so every week. And Georgia made a joke and said, I guess I'll buy a cage to bring Elvis. And I said, or you could just have him stuffed. And... <laughs> Her heart broke in front of me. <laughs> and now I'm that friend. So I've been trying to think for like six days, trying to think like, you got to make good on that piece of bullshit. Um, <laughs> and then I remembered that I'm a compulsive vintage thrift store shopper. Yay. And I got shit like this laying around by the dozens. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me, don't you have a some sixth grade teacher hand knit a Siamese cat? <laughs> And it's just been sitting in a closet for like fucking seven years. Yeah, and the answer serious? was yes. Elvis oh. is here. When I saw that backstage, I was like, I'm not supposed to see that. And if I look at it, I'm going to cry. So I didn't, because <laughs> it's so sweet. And so I didn't look at it. Ow. What happened? I'm trying to move my, okay. Um, there, we go. there we go. Have you gotten a good look at it? Because there's truly about four years of dust right on the top. <laughs> you guys can see that. It meant a lot. Uh, Karen, thank you so much. And I would have dusted it off, but I was running late. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know my apartment, you don't know my apartment. This is the most perfect thing for my apartment. It's going to match everything. Like it's, like, exactly. it's like a grandma, and there's like seafoam happening. It's a seafoamy apartment. Everything. It makes me so... Thank you so much, Karen. You're welcome. So I, I got you a, a nothing. <laughs> it's, I'm going to catch a moonbeam in my pocket. <laughs> save it for... This um, is our first live show Look ever. at it. Thank you. You guys. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Are you nervous? I'm nervous. Let's talk it through. Okay. Um, what do you think it could happen that's nerve-wracking? Uh, it already happened. Off the... What? No, nothing. Dusty cat picture? <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing, nothing. Everything's good. This is great. But what's your, we're just working through okay. worst fears. Like, I mean, farting like, comes oh, to mind. Oh, ex-boyfriend right there where you can't oh. stop making eye contact. Well, that's his fault, not yours. Good one. You know? What's yours? Mine is saying something so stupid and then, like, silence. You know what I mean? Everyone laugh at that. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow, Jeb Bush. <laughs> That can't have felt good. Everybody laugh at that. 
when you're when we're doing it in my apartment, it's like we're just talking to each other. I know. Let's just. I'm gonna pretend we're talking to each other. Good plan. Okay. Because you still have to talk to me. <laughs> I insist. Okay. Um. Yeah, we're very excited. It's obviously we can't do our normal house cleaning. Um, I mean housekeeping. Oops, I, I messed up my line already. Housekeeping. 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 Um, do you have any? I don't. Oh, yes. I have one, but it's like heartfelt and oh. touching housekeeping. Go, go, go. I love it, it has nothing to do with me not knowing the capital of Norway or whatever the fuck <laughs> ignorance is exposed on this goddamn podcast every week. I used to think I was super smart. You should have seen me in the 90s fucking playing Jeopardy at home and shit. Now, now I'm like a shell of a woman. So um, uh, Dustin, the head of Feral Audio, forwarded this email to us the other day. He also brought us fucking flowers. And he brought us double roses. You guys. Yeah, that's right. That's fucking exactly how you do it. <laughs> Who's that character? Um, so this is the email he sent. And it says, um, some of you will recognize this if you've listened to the podcast recently. Uh, Hi, Karen and Georgia. Oh my God, just heard your podcast about me. You two made me cry and feel so honored. While my attack was horrible, hearing you two reminded me that my story might help other women. Thank you for this gift tonight. It's been 21 years. I'm raising my son and daughter, trying to prepare them for a crazy world. My attack is now part of my DNA, just who I am. But you honored me by reminding me, um, even me, that stories of survival remind us all of the gift of life and challenge of our survival. Call me. And she gave us her phone number. It's Jennifer Mori. The chick who, yeah. The woman who got attacked by the security guard story. <laughs> who held her open neck, open, uh, closed with a towel. She doesn't hate us. She wants us to call her. She <laughs> is super into it. What the fuck? We're going to fucking call her. Dude. We, we can't do it now. That would be no, an invasion weird. of privacy. Jennifer. We're all here. Hey. Jennifer, what color towel held everything. your neck together? <laughs> That's bananas. Because, not. like, I feel like we're both always afraid that we're, like, you know, we don't want to make any victims feel that we're just, like, exploiting them. Uh, there's right? so many. It's, there's so many potholes to fall into. Sure. So and many, this is yeah. just, like, I know you were really happy to get this, like, nice fucking email from someone that we talked like that's bananas well also i'm so obsessed with the show i survived that jennifer <laughs> right that, Je that too that, that jennifer too. but jennifer mori is like one of my real housewives only she did something way fucking cooler fucking cooler yeah. like she's a badass yeah also probably a housewife um <laughs> So yeah, she deserves was, to be a housewife at this point. Though. I, I mean, like, take your fucking day off, but the, man. Well, that's the cool thing is she's an attorney so and she's a, cool. a victim's rights advocate, so she's going for it. We have no excuse. Um, <laughs> we have to leave this podcast festival right now and help someone. Let's go, all of us. <laughs> uh, we, we just make everyone leave the podcast <laughs> and become victims' rights advocates. <laughs> Foster tonight, children. Tonight, tonight near tonight. the Beverly Center. We uh, there's a, a van outside and it's signing everyone up, and we'll know if you don't do it. Um, what else? Oh, well, I don't want to do it. On, we have shirts. Just do it. It's fine. We have shirts. There's new shirts. It's fine. They're pretty good. Have you seen them? They're fucking pretty fucking cool. They're really we're really excited our friend Cat Solon, who's this like really awesome like true crime obsessed director and like creator and artist. 
um, designed them for us, and they look they look like um, they look like book covers from the '60s of like Valley of the Dolls stuff. And whatever yeah. it doesn't. Anyways, let's move on. Are you going to bail out of every song? Yes. <laughs> no, just that one. And there was a murder. Anyway, keep moving. Keep just keep talking. It's fine. All right. Um, uh, I feel like there was another thing that we were supposed to mention. You guys, you're used to this already. Um, <laughs> Except Stephen edits this part out. Yeah, that's right. This Stevie is all going to get pulled. From the podcast. So drink it in. Um, uh, all right, I guess we just, just bring out it. our guests. No, let's just do it. Yeah, we only have 90 minutes. Fucking... <laughs> so after we inter- interview each and every one of you, I think <laughs> then we're going to go to the cards. Um, well, our guest tonight, excitingly enough, is uh, a, one of the hosts of The Dollop, um, and he's my first comedy boyfriend. So please welcome to the stage, Dave Anthony. <laughs> Hi. Hi. You guys are at a table and I'm over here. I know. Get in here. Let's uh, scoot it on over. I can't get at Charlie Rose this thing. I have sciatica. How is that, by the way? I had a friend uh, in New York who had the sciatica uh, thing. Did he? How did she cure it? Oh, she didn't make it. Oh. That's awful news. I probably shouldn't have brought that up. For fuck's sake. Uh, You know what? I don't remember how she uh, cared, but you're probably getting a lot of suggestions. I'm getting so many, but very yeah. nice ones. Thank you, everyone. That's good. Because that's a ter- she. I remember her going through it. It was it was terrible. It sucks. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I had a little uh, back thing. You know, some people have war in their country, so it's hard to complain about. Yeah, yeah. That, I, you know what? Don't complain about your own pain because uh, <laughs> people been at war. Yeah, it's fine. So, uh, That's actually an uh, America's Next Top Model quote that I just love. There was, I'm not kidding, there was some girl. That's like, real? You know when they do the, like, um, the go-sees on the show and yeah, yeah. like, they have to run around and like, find their own way and there was one girl who was like, from fucking like, Croatia and she... And they didn't make it to a, a go see, and the other girl who's like from fucking you know Utah was like ah, freaking out and crying. And the the Croatian girl goes, "Some people have war in their country." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was like ten years ago, and I still say it because it's, it's so true. Yeah. Well, but that's a classic Croatian saying. I mean, they'll always have the one up because they can always throw that in your face. It's like I get it. That I accent, where you're like, oh yeah, right. Well, some people, some people bring war to your country. Mm. <laughs> That's our country. Dave, will you please tell us about your favorite murder? Oh my God. David, this is our first guest yeah. favorite yeah, I murder. Know. I went back and I was like, well, they've had to have a guest on, and you guys had no, no, no we don't. On. Very first. We expressly do not. Yeah. Elvis and Steven are the only people we've had on the podcast. Yeah. So my uh, favorite murder. By the way, I took a really great picture of us, and I just posted it. I think... uh... Did we know? (laughs) That's gross. It's me and and Georgia. (laughs) Am I picking my nose? It's me and Georgia backstage. (laughs) (laughs) She uh, is my favorite ghost. Georgina Hubostank? Oh, there That's she Georgina Hubostank right there. Hubostank. Spin off. Uh, oh, I, I turned off fucking my... Fucking asshole. Okay, I never so, called you a fucking asshole for that. <laughs> so I grew up near uh, Karen. Uh, I grew up uh, just south of her in a place called Marin County. 
Uh, and in Marin County, we have a place called uh, Mount Tamil Pius. Yeah. One. Just the one. Been and there. Some really fucking great things happen on Mount Tamil Pius. Yeah. Uh, ooh, this says shark attacks. <laughs> <laughs> so let's bring up the actual one. Well, I've got to go to my email. Oh, we didn't, hey, tell, you we didn't tell you there's no notes. <laughs> no, you guys you have, have been you guys have been reading recite. you guys have been reading Wikipedia. I've been listening. <laughs> it's not as it's not as book. fluid I and as crazy Wikipedia. it used to be. Right, and then you get correction corner. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, made us millions of dollars. Yeah. I do a carefully crafted podcast, <laughs> which makes us much less money than that. Okay. Um, that sounds boring. Uh, but it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> some guy, some guy, one time on Twitter, all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere and he goes, "You get a stupid podcast. You just read Wikipedia. And you talk about it." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I don't know." <laughs> that's your I new love tagline. Wikipedia. That's yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, right. that's fun. Absol- that's it. But then I got I got in trouble, so I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, I put a date on May 6, 1930. <laughs> Yay! I can't, I can't not do that. It's called That's a mashup. Amazing. It's called a crossover. It's called a mixtape. Okay, so David Carpenter, and you obviously know I was doing this one, because who else would I do from Marin? Yeah. So he's born in San Francisco, uh, raised by very strict and aggressive parents. Alcoholic father, beat him up, neglected him. Uh, his mother was very uh, domineering and nearly blind. Uh, well, yeah. So that's like... How to make a murderer. I mean... <laughs> 101. I mean, how to not murder at three. Yeah. Wait, the... blind and aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> what does that look like? What does it's messy. feel like? It's messy. There's a lot of punching of you and then like a wall. <laughs> a lot of lamps broken in that house. <laughs> Not a flower stayed in a vase through his whole childhood. <laughs> ah, get over here, I'm punching things. So when, when he was seven, he was stuttering so badly, oh. he had a difficult time in any social situation. See, what she just did, I just looked backstage, that's why we don't do terrible, really, really terrible murders on the doll, because neither I or Gareth would go, oh. <laughs> Ever. And then it's a different show where you're like, what the fuck are these guys doing? It's called uh, Humanity. Oh, look, empathy Try helps. It. Empathy? Um, so he's stuttering horribly. Uh, then he was being ridiculed, uh, which made him painfully reclusive. And to get him over this, his parents forced him into extracurricular activities. Oh, been there. Such as uh. piano and ballet. Oh. oh. Dude. That old blind bitch. <laughs> Fuck her. Seriously. That is passive aggression, if not overt aggression. She can't even okay. see him doing ballet. I Why know. does she fucking How does she enjoy that? Purely for the humiliation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oddly, that did not help his crippling stutter. He then began to take out his frustrations on animals, and he became a bedwetter. Ding dong. We've got two. Uh, Yeah. We've got two so far. When does he hit his head in ballet class (laughs) to give us the majestic 
trifecta of serial killing. Um, then when he be, uh, became a teenager, he uh, started molesting children. Uh, he was arrested for molesting his two cousins, three and eight. He served a year for that crime. Good. Oh, as Perfect. you do. Oh, yeah. you're going to enjoy the sentences uh, in this one. <laughs> Uh, and then he was released. He became even more of a predator, continued molesting until he met a woman, Ellen Heetle, who had no sense of anything, and they got married. <laughs> She's like, you seem so fucking weird, and your family is crazy. Let's get married. I want to lock this down. <laughs> <laughs> he, he worked at different jobs. He was a ship's purser. My dad was a ship's person. He is? I have no idea what, what it is. What is that? I think it's... you run around giving ladies purses. No. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's gopher from the love boat. You just carry bags and stuff. That's it. So you're like a bellboy on a That's ship. Right, exactly. It's okay. a bellboy. Yeah. Yeah. What? I wasn't sure what it was. I just, I, I assumed someone here would know. Karen. It turns me. out. It's Karen. <laughs> uh, he was also a salesman and a printer. He had a very serious need for sex and was very demanding. He needed to have sex three times a night. He so waved it. He, he saved it all till the night time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't sprinkle it throughout? One so morning, one after. Like, come on, everyone. Come on. He needed a night. Okay. Night hours. He's a, he's a night fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to read a book over here. <laughs> well, you do what you do and I'll do what I do. Come on. <laughs> So, I always find the build-up to the people fascinating. How they got there, and in, in the yeah. in the dollop, it's always and then their and then their mother father died when they were three. Right. Every story, yes, everyone. And then I assume you guys get a lot of bedwetters. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Hitting heads all the time. Mean dads, bedwetters. Oh, yeah. We get stepdads. Oh, Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. <laughs> uh, so uh, he had three children with her. Uh, and then uh, he began prowling again. In 1960, he became friends with a woman, uh, Lois DeAndre, no, DeAndrade, and he invited her to meet his wife and started including her in their lives. Then one day, he took her to work, but instead of doing that, he drove her to a wooded area of the Presidio, which at that time was an army uh, yeah. base, and pretended like he was lost. At some point, he grabbed her, straddled her, bound her with a clothesline, and using a knife, he threatened her and forced her to be still. He said he had, still, he said he had a funny quirk that needed to be satisfied. Real funny. It's not ballet, right? It's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and then he put on a tutu. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, she then tried to get away, and so he hit her several times with a hammer. Oh, fuck. Mm. Now, before and during the incident, he completely lost his stutter. His speech was slow and deliberate and angry. Wow. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, there was an MP on the base, and he was very suspicious watching the car. Watching a woman getting hit in the fucking hair. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't like the light and looks of that knife. I don't know. I would be too. She, does, she seems to be crying near the knife. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so, so he heard, and then he heard the cries for help, and he was near, so he came over, and uh, Carpenter got out of the car and shot at him and missed, and then the MP shot back and hit Carpenter in the leg and I think the back. Um, Carpenter was arrested, but he said his excuse was that he blacked out during the whole attack. 
Which is solid. Yeah, let him go. It's a solid excuse. Yeah, oops. I don't remember hitting her with a hammer. I think I was napping. <laughs> he was given a 14-year sentence. Not That's enough. it. That's the story. Yeah. Nope. Oh, well, thanks for being here, Dave. <laughs> uh, and then for some reason, his wife divorced him. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, during his stay in prison, psychiatrists reported that Carpenter has a, quote, sociopathic personality disorder and an IQ of 125. Well, that's too many IQs. <laughs> <laughs> You're smart. That amount makes me nervous. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. many? That's more than me, for sure. <laughs> more than I. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in 1969, he was freed after nine years. Being a catch, he remarried four months after getting out. Uh, no, but look, he'd been doing push-ups, and he right? got that one tattoo, and he was like, yeah. I'm going to put a cigarette in the corner of my mouth and stuff. You, 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 you think it sounds bad, but then if you see prison trim, like just a trim oh, dude, yeah. you're like, all right, well, yeah. the other stuff, the stutter... The killing of animals, the molestation, yep. the beating of a woman with a hammer. Yep. Like that's, the toe shoes. He looks good. <laughs> he looks... You can look past it. You can look past it. Yeah. Uh, but in under a year, he returned to his ways and the marriage was over. Then uh, he hit a woman with... His, so, he, he dri- so there's a woman driving and he hits her car. And then he pulls her out of it and starts ripping her clothes off in the middle of the road. <gasps> Terrified of this. This is, I think about this all the time. What? Yeah. Um, like someone intentionally hitting your yeah, car yeah, yeah, yeah. so they can pull all your clothes off. Oh, I mean, yeah. but who doesn't? They, they, like I was at State Farm Insurance the other day and they brought that up. <laughs> that, what a common accident situation. Yeah, they're is. like, have you, have you, I know you've been an offender matters, but has anybody ripped your clothes off? And I was like, no. Have you been Thankfully, any... not yet. <laughs> there was a bender pulley offer. What? Where are you? <laughs> it's a, it's a, I'm going to describe that as a unique anxiety that you have. Um, so, uh, so she fought him, and then he stabbed her. She somehow I have managed... I an anxiety about that. <laughs> I'm a weirdo that way. She managed to get back in her car and get away, and she got his license plate. Fuck yeah. That kind of shit fucking yeah. amazes yeah. me. Can she email us and tell her to call She's, us, please? <laughs> like, She's like, she probably had like crazy like 30-20 vision, and she was just like, just like bl- blowing people up with her mind. It's like, you're going to fucking, you're going to pull my clothes off? I'll fucking memorize every letter on your yeah. license plate. Ugh. Amazing. His license plate was like a vanity plate of like, kill, I'm a killer. <laughs> Love to kill. <laughs> One. Uh. <laughs> so figuring that he was probably up Shit's Creek at this point, he broke into a home, kidnapped and raped a woman and stole her car. Two days later, he snatched Sharon O'Donnell and held her with a shotgun. But when he tried to switch license, plate on, license plates on his car, she escaped. He then stole another car. Later that day, he kidnapped and raped another woman. And he was arrested later that day. This was February 3rd, 1970. He was going for it. Top day. 
when you have those days where like I'm gonna fucking tick every check mark on my to-do list I'm yeah. going That's to right, get right. shit done today I'm sick of it I will go to Home yeah. Depot I will drop yeah. those clothes off at the Goodwill yeah, yeah, yeah. I will rape a ton of people <laughs> I just have to do it Oh no, but this is the podcast where we get fucking thrown because we're just like being so mean right now. Too so bad. Just, okay. <laughs> I can't live that way. I can't live under that pressure. Fair. I've got to be I've got to be me. <laughs> That's why this works. That's why this works. So he was sentenced to seven years for kidnapping and robbery and he pled out. He also received two more years for his parole violations. Uh, he got out in May 1979, but was not listed as a sex offender. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I mean, why would you? No. He didn't do anything. I mean. He offended, but it wasn't sexual. <laughs> so um, he took up hiking as a hobby. Mm. <laughs> Alone in the woods. <laughs> Perfect. Right. So not like other people, he liked the seclusion of the wilderness because it <laughs> To dress like a clown. <laughs> He was a clown hiker. (laughs) He liked to grab women, so that's the perfect place. Just three months after being released, while living at a halfway house, he committed his first murder. On August 19, 1979, Etta Kane, 44, was walking on the trails of Mount Tamil Pius, which overlooks Golden Gate Bridge, which is also where I grew up riding mountain bikes, uh, right next to my house, which is also where I asked my wife to marry me. I didn't tell her this part. (laughs) why it works <laughs> I mean I love you and there's some other stuff we'll get to later so, uh, like a week we'll talk about it but this is a weird spot um, so Etta was alone uh, like and she was attacked from behind forced to get on her knees and beg for her life and then he shot her in the back of the head execution style fucking dick yeah <laughs> He, for, her body was found the next day. He had taken $10 from her wallet, uh, credit cards, and her glasses, and left very little evidence. Witnesses said they saw two lone men. One was blonde and acting strange. The other had on a dark blue jacket that made him sweat, and he hit his face. Which one is it? I mean, clearly, the guy walking around acting strange was smoking pot, yeah. and then the guy hiding his face is the <laughs> fucking killer. Yeah. Well, there's one guy acting weird, he's blonde, and there's another guy that's like... Aah! <laughs> Also wearing a jacket when it's hot, it right. creeps uh, me out so bad. Oh, like I, that immediately gave me a stomachache to think about that. Yeah, yeah the only the fucked up people wear jackets when Just it's like hot. It's like a weird jacket. No, you're a murderer. <laughs> We should, they should be able to just arrest people wearing jackets. <laughs> you're on a murderer days. or you're anorexic and you're fucking cold all the time. And yeah, like, that's seek right. Seek some help, man. Either way, they should arrest them both. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I just spit on my iPad. <laughs> Said from us. Uh, so this guy was clearly Carpenter. For a brief time, people living in the area were freaked out, including young Dave Anthony. Um, <laughs> but then things went back to normal. Like nothing happened, everything went by, and then everyone started walking the trails again. Uh, he was released from the halfway house he was living in. So when he did that, he was living in a halfway house, and he went to live with his parents. Remember? I'd be proud of him. Old blind bitch? Right. And whoever the dad was? Yeah. Why would you? Okay. <laughs> Gotta go to the source. She's like, you can live here again, but you have to do ballet more. <laughs> Put on this apron. <laughs> he somehow found 
a way to pass as a normal productive citizen. He took courses in computer printing at uh, a trade school and graduated with a degree. Then in spring, he went back to killing. In March, uh, I mean, you, like get, you get stuff print done. Is boring. Right? You get stuff done, and then you're like, I got to get back to my hobby. <laughs> this my computer hobby. printing is really stressing me out. <laughs> I got to relax. Um, uh, March, uh, 23-year-old Barbara Schwartz was walking on Mount Tam, uh, when a thin athletic man walked up to Schwartz and her dog started barking at him. He had dark hair and wore hiking boots. She, uh, he quickly just started stabbing her with his 10-inch knife. Fuck, man! She was stabbed 12 times, she collapsed, and he ran off, and she was dead. Now, the reason we know this is because this was all seen by a woman who was standing in the trees. Wait, what? Watching. What? So some woman just was sitting there standing, standing in, the trees. in the trees? I mean, look, everybody's a weirdo. Ah. <laughs> misprint in the fucking newspaper, I Just, promise you. you. What they didn't say is she had a wet nightgown on. <laughs> Ma'am, are you alright? <laughs> there haven't been women around here in 25 years. There's no woman in the trees. <laughs> what a terrible story this is. <laughs> And that's that's the, the tag on of our podcast. What a terrible what story. What a terrible story. It's not a great one. I never thought I'd be reading this in front of 400 people. <laughs> this is not 400 people. There's no <laughs> <laughs> now that's your anxiety talking. Um, uh, so, right. Seen by a woman in the trees. Unfortunately, she described Car- uh, Carpenter horribly. And the investigation would be misled for years because of her terrible description. Shocking. She's crazy. Other people, other people in the area said they saw a man wearing glasses who looked about 40. That was Carpenter. The knife was found da- could, days later. Could that woman have been like an egret or something? They're just like a bird standing in the forest. I... I description so mustache yes I don't okay (laughs) so the knife was found days later and a TV reporter handled it destroying the fingerprints uh no this is 1970 uh this is 79 the guy's like touching touching he's just like super into touching things what a story they're gonna love this across the bay uh 1979 is not that long ago no we're not this isn't jack the river we totally had fingerprints figured out at that point (laughs) but other than that just touch away whoever gets Um, there first Carpenter also lost his prison-issued glasses during the attack. And what's so crazy is, I, as a child, from the sketches, I totally remember the glasses. Yes. Um, You're wearing them, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, weird time to bring up. This is my hero. Um, so the next day, he went to an optometrist. Barbara Schwartz optometrist. The woman he had killed to get new glasses. No. On purpose? No. <gasps> no. Total just happenstance. What the fuck? Now, he had a very unique prescription and had the optometrist who was questioned by police been told about his unique Shut prescription, up. 
he probably wouldn't have been able to finger Carpenter right there and then. <laughs> and they had the glasses because the glasses came off. So the yeah. cops had the prescription, but they never thought to be like, what do you think about a 70-30? <laughs> oh, my God. So now, again, people living around the area are totally freaked out, um, not going near Mount Tam again. And then, again, time goes by, and people start going back to Mount Tam. The flowers are so pretty. It's hard to stay away. <laughs> there's great trees, and there's a w- woman standing... <laughs> <laughs> and a grit-like woman standing in it with a wet robe. Wet robe, uh, that's fine. So uh, on October 15th, 26-year-old Ann Alderson was sitting alone watching the sunset. Don't do it. Mm. A, witness, <laughs> a witness saw her and also saw a weird 50-year-old man, but decided against warning her. Oh, well. The Wrong fucking... Call. <laughs> But I'm sure he led a fine life with just him and his bottle of whiskey. Uh, Just sitting there going, oh, gluck, gluck, gluck. Yeah, that's horrifying. You would never forgive yourself. You were that poor. Of course not. It's awful. That's the thing is like, then just be rude. Go up to people and be like, hi, I know this makes me the weirdo, but there's a weirdo over there. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you you make the call who you hate or run away from. But but as a dude, as a dude, you walk over and go, hey, there's a really weird guy right (laughs) there. Come in close <laughs> while I describe the guy. Can I drive you home? <laughs> Let me drive you away from the creek. He's got curly hair and glasses and like great pants and a maroon shirt. I I totally understand why you wouldn't say it, but I also just ugh. I mean, what are so. the fucking chances, man? That you see a weird like I see a weirdo multiple times a day. Yeah, <laughs> looking in the mirror. No. Okay, so. Anne was an escalation. Uh, she was raped and then allowed to dress again and then shot with a single bullet Fuck. through the head. He took her right earring and then propped her up to make it look like she was sitting against a rock. She also appeared to have been shot while begging for her life. No. And he was just getting rolling. Shauna May was supposed to meet friends on November 28th in Point Reyes National Seashore to go hiking. She was found two days later. She was nude and had been raped and bound with picture frame wire, shot three times in the head, and dumped into a trench. Right besides her body was a second young woman, 22-year-old Diana O'Connell. She had also gone missing, uh, this time wit while hiking with friends. What, 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 what? Oh, this is the worst. One of her friends oh. was faster and got ahead of her on the path. Cunt. And her other friend... <laughs> You're not? Because I, I had total empathy for that person. I was like, man, she just wanted to get up the top. And you guys no, were like, Oh, congratulations. You're up there. Yeah. We're talking about, like, my new boy I'm dating. And you're just like, bye. Bye. Fuck you. Watch my calves. Yeah. R-E-I. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> then what about her other friend Ooh. who was slower that was behind her? Oh, no. Who's the cunt now? I can't choose anymore. There's so many to pick from. It's a weird thing to go hiking with your friends and then you all split up. No, we don't do that. That's why I don't hike. (laughs) Or have friends. (laughs) It's not worth it. So, she also disappeared. Uh, 
her friends saw nothing because they were so far ahead and behind. So and either friend, no it was as if they were all going, gone. and then the middle. And they got person, to the top, and they're like, so "Where scary. is she?" That's horrifying. Yoink, horrifying, like off the trail. And it was supposed to be horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, Diana had been shot twice in the head. A nearby, a hiker nearby heard all the shots, and it appears Carpenter had killed them both the girls at the same time. Wait, the the. So the two girls were sitting side by side in a trench, and he had. Oh. Killed them both at once. Yeah. Shit, man. Um, uh, Diana had also been strangled and raped. The police concluded one of the women had interrupted Carpenter attacking the other um. woman, so he killed them both. Yep. That's, I, I just really quick. Yeah. I wish I could. We had a slideshow of Mount Tam right now because it is the most gorgeous. It's amazing. Place. <laughs> it's so beautiful. The place where they take all the all the pictures of San Francisco, where you uh, of the Golden, Golden Gate, Gate Bridge, Bridge, and then you see San Francisco behind it. That's Mount Tam. Yeah. Wow. It's. it's that's it, where it's Elvis got redwood is from. trees. It's like it's got it's the most for natural, uh, you know. What a wonder. I yeah. mean, it's just the most incredible one. Like, we would go on field trips there all the time in grammar Mount, school. Mountain bikes were invented there. Yeah. Really? It's, uh, yeah, mountain bikes were invented there. So the idea yeah. that this man is that fucking, like, angry that he's going to, like, God's most, most perfect place and fucking hiding and, and picking people off. And we all were just like, hey, you want to go to Mount Tam for the day? And you would just go walking and hiking. on. Like, everybody would just be, Mount Tam yeah. would just, you'd go there for the day and just Walk hike around. and cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's scary. Okay. So that same day, two more bodies were found a half mile away. Jesus. Both Christ. had been shot in the head. What the fuck? He's in his berserker mode. Yeah. He's, he's going, going he's uh, going crazy. Creepo bananas, I think they call it in court. <laughs> <laughs> You're a circuit court judge? <laughs> <laughs> I am a circuit court judge. Cool. This was my case. Oh. <laughs> uh, this might be unethical. Uh, but for the first time, one of them was male. Richard Stowers was 18. His fiance, Cynthia Moreland, was 18. Also, they had been missing for quite some time since October 11th. Ballistic now tied the murders together, and suddenly everyone realized there was a serial killer on the loose on Mount Tam. Police were told to avoid the area alone. Wait, what? Yeah, that's no. a, I have a problem with that one. Wait, police were told to avoid... Oh, sorry. People. There we go. But also... <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, I assume police also. <laughs> you know what? I just want to say this. Police are people. <laughs> but There's if, all these hiking cops that are like, I gotta go up there, man. <laughs> no, please. I have to warn you. But also, like, two, they just found two, two people who were killed together. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. a, another... Girl, it was with two other forever friends, so not even alone. No, like, buddy system is not going to help. Also, you. he has a gun. Like yeah. who? If it's like a knife, one of you can get like skedaddle. But like, if there's a gun, you're no, both yeah. fucked. Yeah. yeah. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. 
Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. So the press named him the trailside killer. Police, uh, local police reached out to the FBI for help. Okay. The FBI came up with a profile. He said he was shy, reclusive, and probably had a speech impediment. Mm. And was unsure of himself in social situations. He had no victim type. It was about opportunity. He was like a spider waiting for a fly to come to his web. He was white, intelligent, blue collar, and had been in prison. <gasps> he would have also had a... Uh, oh, boy, that's a, that's a word that corrected itself on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it would, ha- would have had two or three boyhood indicators... Yep. Of starting a fire, bedwetting, and animal cruelty. Yes. So he had two of the three. Wow. Yeah. The profiler, profiler, profiler concluded he had a speech impediment because of the locations of the attacks. Quote, he has some kind of defect that really bothers him. How, does, I don't, how do they know that? They're so good. Because they're so good. When I read, I was just like, how do you do that? They just know. They were like sitting at a table across from him and they were like, tell us, what, tell us about yourself. Yeah, that's what they do. They, they just interview all the criminals that come through on that like that's high level. Crazy. There's like a whole department but at the, the FBI that's just all about it. And but it's because he's killing in the woods, like, well, the yeah. guy's, the guy's yes. got a lisp. Yes. Like, what? Yes. Yes. Isn't that awesome? It's Isn't that amazing? Amazing. Yes. And it's then, amazing. and then. The FBI guy did this and the local cop about him like he's a partier, he likes going out on boats. <laughs> like it was totally not even remotely close. He's my brother in law. I'm positive. <laughs> Wears a backwards hat. <laughs> <laughs> Listens a lot of Sammy Hagar. He's got a truck boat uh, truck. <laughs> on March uh, 29th, nineteen eighty one, Ellen Marie Hansen and Stephen Hurtle, students at UC Davis, were hiking in Santa Cruz. Now this is about eighty miles south of Mount Tam. 
Carpenter walked up to them and threatened them with a gun, demanding Ellen let him rape her. Uh, she was not down with the plan. <laughs> Steve begged to be let go, and then Carpenter shot Ellen point blank no. twice in the head. Steve ran away, and he was shot in the neck, but he did not die. Wow. Steve gave police a great description of Carpenter, unlike the fucking woman in the <laughs> woods who was like, he looks like a hawk. <laughs> Oh, no. She had seen someone be stabbed 12 times. Yeah, that'll mo. fuck it, it up. Makes you squint. Wait, but. <laughs> and, oh, and then you can't get anybody's facial features correct. And she True. was in a tree the whole fucking yes. time. Oh, did I not mention she had grown into the tree? Oh. Yeah, she was part of the tree. Oh, she was some kind of an orc thing? <laughs> some, was she from Middle Earth? She was an ant. <laughs> oh, was it ant? I got deep into it. <laughs> Uh, others came forward and said they had seen Carpenter in the area and fleeing in a foreign car. Someone said the foreign car was a Fiat, which is hilarious because it's a very popular Marin. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Yeah. Fiat's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a composite was placed in newspapers and run on TVs, right? So now they have his drawing out there. It's running everywhere. A woman then called police and said she had met that man on a cruise to Japan 26 years what? earlier. And that was the woman in the forest. <laughs> You doubted her, but she came back hard. She's back. She's making right. Yep. On her wrong. Um, And she said that the man had been bothering her and her daughter with inappropriate behavior, and he had a stutter, Mm -hmm. and he was a ship's purser. Fuck. (laughs) And it was my dad. (laughs) And he used to be a fireman. (laughs) What? Mr. (laughs) Garrett. And... She had his signature in a book, which she still had. Why did that happen? How long? I don't know. They used to love to get um, serial killer signatures before (laughs) they really kicked it off. That was a thing in the 60s. This is the point when you're writing a script and you go, let's just hustle it along. (laughs) What about a lady on a Chinese cruise that met the guy 26 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't go on cruises anymore. No, 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 no. Just have him do it. Um, okay, so, but there were a lot of men named David Carpenter in Northern California, so Carpenter then grew a beard. On May 2nd, Heather Roxanne Skaggs told her boyfriend, she's 20, that, what's going on over there? Oh, I thought you guys were up to something. No, I'm hanging out, man. I saw it in the corner of my eye. I don't know, you I'm were chilling. looking at each other. And, okay. Yeah, we're, we're going to jump on your back. <laughs> But not right now. We're planning yeah. it for later. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to move my chair. Um, so Heather Roxanne Skaggs, 20, tells her boyfriend she's going to see David Carpenter to buy a used car. She was a student at a place where Carpenter taught people how to use computer typesetting machines. What the fuck kind of crazy time is this? <laughs> Uh, before leaving, she gave her boyfriend the number and that address of David Carpenter and when she expected to return. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck does yeah. that unless they're creeped out by the guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're never yeah. like... Here's all the information of this yeah. person. Yeah. She did not return. Oh, honey. The boyfriend went and confronted Carpenter, which is fucking ballsy beyond totally. words. Like, Good for him. Did you kill my girlfriend? <laughs> Carpenter said she had never come and then the boyfriend called police. Carpenter's name raised a flag, as did Heather being Lord, and Carpenter looked exactly like the composite drawing. Mm. 
Uh, police then contacted his parole officer, who immediately realized Carpenter fit into everything police were saying. But just then, just when then, they called on the phone, and oh! not at any point earlier. Ever. Oh my God! You talking about murdery David? Wait a second! Oh. He kept it. Fuck that guy me. creeps me out. <laughs> You know what? I should have thought of this before. I'm sorry. I stopped watching the news because it depresses me, but now I realize. I didn't oh my take God. it in all yeah, the time. You know, he that. came in Wednesday covered in blood, and I was like, this seems... Hmm. But then I had my book club, and I don't know. It all just kind of slipped my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about anything anymore. So, um, so unfortunately... This is where it's fucked up. Unfortunately, Carpenter. This is where it's fucked up. No, I mean, this? I mean, this is where government records. You're like, really, guys? So, unfortunately, Carpenter had not shown up in the records of released inmates when they initially looked due to a technicality. Ah! He'd been released by California prisons to serve a federal sentence, so he was technically in federal custody. So they didn't count him as a released prisoner. So they could have with the records found him because that first woman he killed he left his prison issue glasses and they could have tracked him down right there this is just like a three's company I saw once it just says, <laughs> this insane misunderstanding <laughs> except for oh you ropers come on come on so the multi-agency task force started following him then one day they saw him carrying a bag and they approached him and they told him he was under arrest. And at first he was confused and then he said, please don't hurt me. Mm. I bet they punched him right oh, in the face. God. <laughs> yeah. The pieces quickly fell into place. There, were, there was tons of evidence. Everyone saw, uh, who saw him was brought in to identify him. Stephen Hurdle, who had been shot in the neck, ID'd him out of a lineup. Six out of seven witnesses did the same. Carpenter was formally charged in the murder... Uh, an attempted murder in Santa Cruz. At his arraignment, he stuttered so badly he had a difficult time answering the judge's questions, which was simply to agree that his name was as stated. Uh, Heather Scoggs' body was, body was found a couple of weeks later. His total number of murder victims was nine. He was tried in San Diego because of you could not do it in Marin. Um, he was convicted and sentenced to die in the gas chamber, and he was he's still on death row in San Quentin. Is he still really? alive? Still alive. And Freak. he's our next guest. Everyone, <laughs> Davey, get out here! Get out here! You fucking scamp! You son of a bitch! What is your problem? Fuck! So that—that's fucked up, man. That was between that one and the. I mean, I'm sure you guys had the uh, Richard Ramirez. Were you here then? Sure, 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 that sure. was fucking terrifying. No, I'm a yeah. baby. That one, I've um, never heard that one before. That was amazing. But no one knows about that yeah. one. I've never heard of it. Do you want to hear something really weird? When that when the Hillside Stranglers were, uh, you know, yeah. out in L.A., I was like, how the fuck can they call them? We got our Trailside guy. <laughs> like, I literally had a moment of, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's our thing. You can't steal our property. Name. It's your property. But yeah, that, that was like... Like, so for like a year and a half, we didn't go near the place that we all hung out on. That's yeah, Because we were terrified of being murdered. I bet you murdered. drank a lot less beer that summer. Is it a summer? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, a year and a half, a year and a half is a... <laughs> what? It's Just a say. long summer. <laughs> 
That's bananas. I've never heard of that before. But it, he was super bananas. I don't know why it kind of flew under the radar. Yeah. And I remember being really weirded out that he was caught in Santa Cruz. Like he. He went to the other place that, that looked mountains. exactly like it's Mount Tam. Exactly yeah. like Mount Tam. It looks exactly the same. It has all these redwood trees, it's, and it's like the, as amazing the, looking. The little um, carnival there. Yes, there's a car- <laughs> yes. What? That's right. Yes. Yes. The Santa Cruz Boardwalk. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I guess I'm a little confused. <laughs> there is a carnival area. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, and yet he would go down and ride the roller coaster sometimes. <laughs> it just doesn't encompass. Yeah, 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 it's just not yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, yeah, area. It's not Santa Cruz. Well, there's also mountains. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Why would I care about mountains? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's TV you can watch in your apartment, and it's fucking great. You don't get murdered all the time. I'm sorry. Yeah. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, it totally, it's totally fine. It makes sense. <laughs> Good one, Dave. Was it? Yeah. I feel uncomfortable. Why? I mean, that's it's no, okay. it's great. That's how it is. Because okay, so so our rule on the dollop is no no child killings or doing horrible things to children, no serial killers, and no sexual assault. You're on the wrong podcast. Bro. Yeah. But those are our rules. Really? So it's very weird for me to. Oh. Weird for me to read that. Yeah. yeah. I feel really good right now. I feel dirty. It's yeah. uh, I think oh. there's something about being a guy knowing that guys did that to women and oh, you're like, uh, yeah. it feels gross. Say you're sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's fine. I'm sorry. That's really all oh, we're I looking so for. Free. <laughs> that's all we need. You know what's actually that's hilarious? My sister told me on the phone the other day that she was when she was in college, she was walking in Sacramento. She was walking from Popeyes down to another bar in Old Sac. Yeah. And there was a guy there, it's like a in old Sacramento, they made it look like an old Western town. Oh, so you're Jesus. walking down a sidewalk that's like wooden planks yeah. or whatever. And so she was walking, she could hear a guy walking behind her. Because he had spurs on. <laughs> <laughs> It was the sheriff. And no, she could hear a guy walking behind her. So she turned around and goes, stop following me. And he goes, I'll stay right here. And then he let her walk. That's all we're asking that is for. awesome. Yeah. We might freak out every once in a while. We just want you to stay where you are. Yeah. But the, the Kilgariffs could be very intimidating in that situation. <laughs> no I shit. Know, I know both of them. And yeah. yeah. Really you don't fuck straight. around. No, you do not. We don't fuck around. All right. Should I go next? Yes, please. Since we're going down a line. Yeah, what do you do? Um, what do I do for a living? No. Um... <laughs> How do you do uh, do your I, stories? Well, I, I was trying to print it up, but um, Georgia would like us. <laughs> can Georgia have Did some you? more drinks? Vince, this is like the most emasculate. There, there he is. Oh, yay. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Yay. Wow. We watch wrestling podcasts. We watch wrestling podcasts. Vince, I, I'm so sorry. Who, he does the wrestling podcast, which, what's it called? With Matt McCarthy. We watch Matt wrestling. McCarthy. Wrestling, yeah. Yep. All right. Thank That's you. very that funny. So emasculating. Um, I'm so sorry. I love you. It was a walk on. It was a guest. It was, great. It was a surprise guest. Yeah, but it was. It, this was a, a weird where you shook <laughs> do it out of. Do yours now. <laughs> before you. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, You're like yay. yay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I can't read. Um. <laughs> well, I chose to. I wanted to do someone. Uh, I wanted to do someone really local, and so I. Uh, Googled Beverly Center serial killer as it's as a that was my dream. I decided to shoot for the stars. That's what I wanted. Uh, You can't just a guy stalking the Armani store. Yes. (laughs) 
He's just pulling a piano wire around guys that come out of the Armani store. It's too much cologne. Um, uh, there isn't one. There isn't one. I'm sorry. I just thought maybe if there was like it was an old location of something uh, from old Los Angeles, whatever. So, but then I remembered one that's semi-local and really awesome are the Wineville Chicken Coop murders. Do you guys know those? It's what the Clint Eastwood movie The Changeling was based on. Uh, If you don't know if you saw that or not, let me reenact Angelina Jolie's star turn as playing uh, Christine Collins in The Changeling. My son! (laughs) That was it. She did that. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Don't clap. It was too, it was much too loud. But that's exactly how she did it in the movie 50 times. Yeah. Clint Eastwood is like, great can, can we get the My Son for You again? Can right. we just hear that four more she times? Was, she's, she was in that movie, I remember watching it and going, she's distractingly beautiful where you're like, why would she be? You're like, nothing bad ever happened. No, her. nothing bad ever happens to this no. person. She's in woman, a castle. The, the woman who yeah. was the mother wasn't that hot. Like, it wasn't like in it was real a life? hot mom. Yeah. There's oh, a she was not me. a hot mom. No. And that's that's all you wanted out of that. That's when you when you hear the. You didn't say it like it was. But when you hear this story at the at the. (laughs) Fair enough. At the end of the story, you'll think, "Oh, I wish the mom had been hotter." But go ahead. (laughs) After you hear about this horrible child murder and death, um, you're going to be like, "Is the mom an eight or above?" Yeah. Because if this if we're in a butterface situation. You know what I mean? Turn this bug out on. I just shamed the shit out of her. <laughs> the only way we could have sympathy for her is if she was Angelina Jolie hot. And I just... Um, There is a book by a man named Anthony Flacco uh, called The Road Out of Hell, Sanford Clark and the True Story of the Wineville Chicken Murders. It's got very good reviews on Amazon. I don't have time to read it. But if you want to, (laughs) if you're looking for facts... I feel like murders are chickens. Yeah. Chickens are murdered every day in this country. No, 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 no. This isn't my vegan podcast festival. Uh, This is, just to give you a sense, this was such a horrible crime and such a stain on the community that Wineville permanently changed its name. It's now called Miraloma. Oh, shit. That's how huge this was and bad it was. It was, uh, it was 1926. Changed all the signs and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The two signs they have. <laughs> they use the same letters. They just kind of re- rearrange them into Miraloma. What can we turn this into? Can we have a... We need a town with a hey, bunch of bells. Hey, we can flip the W upside down. <laughs> Mira! Wait. No, is it? No. Yep, yep. It's just upside down wine belt. I can see it right here. This is great. All right. <laughs> Gordon Northcutt was 17 years old when he moved to Los Angeles from Canada and, with his parents. And when he was 19, he asked his dad to buy him a chicken ranch in Wineville. As you do when you're 19. Because yeah, I mean. you're like, uh, how do I, how am I punk rock? Chickens. <laughs> That's how I'm going to do it. I'll feed them and water them. Yeah. Take care of the land. <laughs> Um, so two years later, he went back up to Canada and convinced his sister, who still lived there, to let him take 
her son, his 13-year-old nephew, Sanford Clark, back down to California to help him work on the chicken ranch and raise the chickens. What? Hi. Yeah. Like, hey, I need some labor. What's your kid doing? Yes. It was okay. the 20s, and so it was kind of common for young boys to have jobs and work and help the yeah. family. In any other situation, when your uncle isn't a fucking creep-ass murderer, it would be, like, good for the kid. Right. But like, but there every once in a while, every once in a blue, yeah. It's always that one time, motherfucker. Um, as I wrote here, the problem was Gordon Northcutt was the bad kind of uncle. Oh no! Oh, get used to it. This is <laughs> fucking dark as shit. Uh, that was an uncle cheers. joke. Brace yourself. Yeah, she may, she may. She, this makes my story look like a carnival <laughs> in Santa Cruz. <laughs> The rivalry continues. Uh, As a teen in Canada, he was accused of molesting a very young boy, but his mother claimed that he was innocent and would never be able to do anything like that, so the police did not charge him. Oh, God, what? Mommy was like, nope. I mean, um... Which, you know, I used to be very bitter that my mother didn't participate in my life enough. Like, she didn't come to my plays and stuff. And she was never at, like, a softball game. And then I read this story of Gordon and his mother, and I'm like, I think it's for the best. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh... The rest of the family knew that he was volatile, and he once even beat up his own father. Jesus. And for that, he got a chicken uh, ranch. You know what? I get that. <laughs> That's something I get. That's I okay. I mean, no, I, I know. <laughs> Aww. Um, his father actually ended up spending the back half of his life in an insane asylum. So the family had a lot of ment- mental illness and a lot of criminals. He had two, Gordon had two uncles that were also in San Quentin. So not the greatest group from Canada. Usually you people are so lovely and polite yeah. with your delicious chocolate. But this guy was a <laughs> fucking lunatic. All right. So he um, brought Sanford back down to work on the chicken ranch and immediately began abusing and raping him. Um, They would also, together, he would make Sanford drive into Los Angeles with him. And so then they would drive around neighborhoods and he would ask boys if they needed extra money, if they wanted to take a job, if they needed extra money. And the boys would get in the car because Sanford, the young boy, was already in the car. No, no, no. Um, yeah, this was back, this was before, Stranger Danger wasn't even on anyone's mind. They were like, yay, strangers, back then. (laughs) Go meet yourself a stranger, young America, was the posters on every bus stop. All right. Uh, so he did that so much that he realized he would go into either Riverside County or L.A. and pick up boys, molest them, attack them, and then bring them back to their neighborhood. Whoa. And, he, and just drop them off? Catch and yeah. release, right? Yes. So, but he, but he mean, slowly started... Re- yeah. <laughs> I mean... But he slowly started to realize that that was incredibly dangerous. And that's when, it, which is how it always goes with serial killers, Dude, it, that's when it escalated. We get rid of the evidence. Which yeah. is the, Don't leave a fucking yeah. witness. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he also did a thing where he put a help wanted ad in the paper asking young boy, young boys to come and work on his chicken ranch. And no one was like, uh, that's a fucking issue. Yeah. Everyone's like, no, I think young boys love chickens. I think it would be, <laughs> it's probably best. Hey dad, there's a man with a bunch of chickens. Can I go? Go on, son. <laughs> Yippee. <laughs> um, yeah, I wrote here like a, a sort of murder postmates. 
That's awful. Boo, boo, Karen. Well, it's just it's just Craigslist. <laughs> Karen's turning on the audience. All this other. Oh, it's how I feel my most comfortable. Um, so he did this for two years. Jesus. And God. boys were disappearing without Jesus. a trace. So. Um, Do we then, know how many boys? Well. Yes, eventually. But they don't know like the exact number because he was so fucking crazy that when he finally went to court, he kept admitting to all the murders, mm. then saying he didn't do it, then saying he did four, then saying he uh. did 50. Um, and the problem was he was so incredibly thorough. He, what he did was he would kill, kill them, take their bodies out to the desert and burn them, Aww. and then take the bones from whatever wherever he burned them and then dispose of them on the ranch. So they had to, when the cops were finally raided the ranch and were looking, they were just fine. They were having to piece together tiny shards of bone from all different people. Yeah. It was, this thing is a fucking crazy nightmare. There's mm. tons of buttons out in the lobby if you need any. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I was about to release some balloons. <laughs> I'm not going to do that now. So they found a decapitated teenage teenager's body in a burlap sack Fuck. on the side of the road in La Puente. Why did he leave Anyone? him there? Why did he leave a decapitated boy? They think that happened because he uh, like found him, attacked him, killed him in all one spot, and then decapitated him thinking if they don't have the head, they won't ever find out who oh. it is. Oh. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Interesting. Um, it's a little lazy, though, considering how thorough he is. Yeah, escalating. Well, this was like... his first one. Oh. So, you know, oh, okay. he's just getting warmed up. Okay. So, don't you worry. Um, so then in March, that's when he, um, Walter Collins was going to the movies. His mom had given him some money. She went to work. He was walking down to the movies and he pulled his old, do you want to, do you need like extra chickens. money thing? Yeah. Chickens get in the car and he did. So he disappeared, um, like without a trace and because his mom was coming back from work like really soon she was it wasn't like some long thing that he was by himself and that story his disappearance and the manhunt that happened after that was just blew up it was huge and it was a nationwide story then in may two brothers lewis and nelson winslow age 10 and 12 disappeared on their walk home from uh their model yacht club meeting in pomona um i mean it was a great meeting yeah The different yachts that were discussed. When you think of yacht make- clubs, you think yeah. Pomona. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. You do. Yeah. For sure. The rich, the elite. Mm. Um, so Walter Coll- the Walter Collins uh, story is the one that gets focused on in The Changeling, and it is the most fascinating because these things that happen in it are so fucking crazy, aside from the kidnapping and, and murder itself. So basically... The LAPD at this same time was under investigation for mass corruption. So they were already had really bad press. They were, you know, they were really doing badly. And then Walter Collins' disappearance, it was five months and they still hadn't found him or any trace. They had no clues whatsoever. So so this is when they were, they were, the, the mayor and the police chief were selling you could buy to become a cop and and once you were a cop then you could buy your way up so there were no like actual guys who were doing law enforcement you just paid and then you become a detective yeah now they pay you $30,000 a year and everyone's happy what just happened I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) go ahead and take that bye go on Um, 
But yeah, there were. Well, literally... actually, you know, it's funny is that's how my my mother's great grandfather. I don't know how many far away that is from me, but that's how he got into the Oakland yeah. Police Department. Ugh. Yeah, he's a super crooked cop. <laughs> I come from a long line of crooked cops. Um, well, yeah, they were just they were already doing bad soap. But this is now this is an example of the LAPD. Like they already, you know, they've had a hard time with it. They've done, they've done they've mishandled many many things, as we all know. This one is unbelievable. So after five months, they don't have a body. They don't have clues. They have nothing. So they get a phone call that they have found a boy in DeKalb, Illinois, who is claiming to be Walter Collins. Okay, we're in. So they're like, <laughs> this is amazing. So they're, they make, do phone calls and they, so the police department orchestrates this huge press conference at the train station when he's going to show up and it's going to be like, and the, the happy reunion and the cops are the ones that did it. So when the boy walks off, everyone's seen the movie, or if you have, the boy walks off the train and Christine Collins is standing there and she's like, that's not my son. Because <laughs> uh, it wasn't her son. But he was in Illinois. <laughs> so the cop says, why don't you take him home and try him out for a couple weeks? Oh. <laughs> She's like... What does that even mean? Yeah, like, it's so crazy. It's bit, what it's basically saying is politics is more important than anything. Move out of the picture frame. And maybe look, women look, are child. so crazy I know that he, they're like. But they, but they must have been like, look, I know he's not your boy. We need, we need this one. Yeah. We, we need, we need a win. What's the diff, man? Just take one. Please, yeah, the LA Weekly's here. They, we're gonna get our picture in every paper. Meanwhile, where did that boy come from? Like, well, it's all fucked up. I tell you. Well, here we go. Um, so. Uh, of course, three weeks later, when she's living in a house with a boy who's pretending to be her son, which can you imagine how creepy that Ugh. is? He's, he's pretending and he won't drop it. And she's sitting in the other room like, um, okay. <laughs> uh, so like she goes back. F- future killer yeah. in the yeah. house also. He's up to no good. So she goes back to Captain J.J. Jones, who's the man in charge at the time. J.J. Yeah. And she has Walter's dental records. She has signed affidavits from witnesses who have met the son and say this is not Walter Collins. Um, she's got a big stack of evidence. It's not him. And so um, the police chief did what any good civil servant would do in a situation like that. He threw her in a mental institution. Fuck. Well, she was cuckoo. I mean, <laughs> for justice. So... Finally, they get it out. Uh, th- and this, the only reason that any of this got brought to light is because she, when Walter first went missing, there was this, um, he, it's a priest, or he was like a pastor, and I'm not going to be able to say his name because it's crazy. It looks like someone <laughs> had a stroke as they were typing <laughs> on Murderpedia. It's like, that's not Polish, and it's not Czech. Like, set, There's a lot of Vs and Es and Zs, so I was like, I'm not even going to cut and paste for that. You. That's okay. how much I can't handle that I, name. I support that. But he basically was the one that got it on all the radio shows and stuff. Like on, He made it, because um, he had a, uh, every Sunday he had a radio show, and so he talked about finding Walter Collins all the time. So then when she was put into the mental institution, he was like advocating for her and trying mm. to get her out. Mm. So eventually they get out of the boy, 
um, that he had run away from home because he had a really mean stepmother. And he had been on the road for like three weeks by himself, a nine-year-old kid. And he was somewhere, there was like basically, he was in a restaurant in in DeKalb. And um, like an old hobo that was in the restaurant with him was like, you look like that boy that's missing in California. And then the little boy hears California and goes, I'm going to go to Cal. I'm going to say I'm him and go to California and meet Tom Mix, my favorite cowboy from the movies. And so he tells the guy, I am Walter Collins. And so he calls the cops and they, Christine paid for his train ticket this to kid come is out. smarter than all of us. Yes, for sure. Well, the kid got what he wanted. Everyone else is fucked, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Did he, meet, did he meet Walt, did he meet the cowboy? Uh, he got to be in four Tom Mix films. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Karen, we believed you. <laughs> They really did believe me. I believed you. You did? <laughs> Karen's always lying, as she now says. I, now I want to lie more. <laughs> um, this fucking thing. All right, so... Anyway, simultaneously, Sanford Clark's sister, Jessie, had been getting letters from him, but not that often. He told her he would write her all the time but he wasn't writing her all the time and the things that he was writing in in the letters did not sound like him at all it was like very vague information he wouldn't say like if he was okay it was so she was getting worried up in canada so she decided i'm gonna go down and pay them a visit and when she shows up she's like this is bad news something is terribly wrong because it smelled like dead boy everywhere yeah there was kind well, of how imagine how fucked up the place must have been if he's scattering boy bones i mean mm. well no it's it's yeah it's gonna be like a texas chainsaw massacre-esque yeah. situation yeah. inside mm-hmm. inside the house mm-hmm. um she was horrified by their their house living conditions and by the fact that clearly this at this time probably 14 year old boy was like made to work like hard labor every day and looked terrible like was shaken and whatever so she one night when the bad uncle was asleep, she gets him to tell her what's going on. And the story that he tells her is so horrifying. She cannot believe it, but they realize um, they can't do anything while she's still there because he'll probably just kill both of them. So she acted like nothing happened. She didn't know anything. And then she went back to Canada and they went, to the, they went to the American consulate. Did, did she take the boy with her? No. No. Well, they, this was this was the two of their their. It was Jesse and Sanford's plan that they couldn't act like no. anything happened because he would kill them. Run. Why, but why? I can't justify her choices. Okay. <laughs> Karen, I wish I could. I believe in them. Karen, God damn it, tell us. I know. So why? I, yeah, I wish I could. So, um, so. They contact the American consulate. The American consulate calls the LAPD. Um, something else comes up about immigration, so they end up sending two immigration officers Perfect. out to the ranch. Great. And as they are heading out, um, it's a big, long driveway to get to the house. So, Sanf- um, so Gordon sees the cars coming and tells Sanford, stall them, I'm running for the tree line, and if you don't stall them, I'll shoot you from the tree line. And then he takes off running. And he ends up getting escaping, um, meeting up with his mother, and escaping to Canada. Then the cops get Sanford, and they're holding him, and he starts telling them everything. And he, I mean, the stories are horrifying. It's little boys held in chicken coops. Um, him 
making Sanford either kill the little boys with him Holy or fuck. do it himself so that he would also Whoa. be complicit and not tell. So basically he had this little boy convinced that if he said anything, he was the one that was going to go to jail. Um, it, it's, it's super crazy. Um, so fuck. We have an audience. This is so fucked up. <laughs> I just realized Well, that. This, this is, I mean, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> This is what we do. No, I know. This they know. Bananas. They're just making noises. <laughs> sometimes sometimes oh they laugh at home and sometimes they just groan and, and, fall, and they, they fall go, on the floor. Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> we just have to deal with all of it. So when the police raided the farm, they found axes covered in blood and farm equipment that was coated in blood and human hair. Oh. There were bone fragments in several shallow graves around the ranch, and almost all of them were linked to male children. It was later proven that the unidentified Mexican boy whose head had been chopped off was one of Northcott's first victims, and police later identified him as Alvin Gothia. Sanford testified that Gordon made him burn the head and crush the skull and scatter the bones. Inside the house, they found a book that was believed believed to belong to the Winslow brothers and several letters the boys tried to write to their parents, which is a horrifying idea that he's keeping them long enough that he's going in and going like, you can write a letter to your parents if you want to. Uh, While nothing of Walter Collins was discovered, Sanford Clark remained adamant that he had been one of the boys kept hostage on the farm. And according to the, um, oh, sorry, the police could only only had enough evidence to prove three murders, which were the Winslow oh brothers God. and Alvin Gothia. But they believe at one point um, Gordon admitted to twenty. They believe that there could be many, many more because he basically. Well, how long did this go on? For two years. I mean, there's tons more. Yeah, and they just can't. It's they're they're scattered. It's like they basically built it for to hide bodies. This ranch, it's crazy. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, so, I know, right? <laughs> uh so his mother, Sarah, was convicted of killing Walter Collins. So it turns out when they go up to extradite him from Canada, he's caught with his mother. And the mother says, I killed 
Walter Ugh. Collins, and I killed a bunch of That's them. That's a great mom. No. And yes, it turns That's out that... It's a mom that cares about her kid. It's a mom who is willing to participate. Right. Um, she... We're saying the same thing, right? She, yes, I think so. She, this is why I can't be a mom. I'd be like, take this fucking psycho. <laughs> you know what? You do your murdering out in the chicken coop. I don't want to be a part no, of it. No, I will not take the blame. <clears throat> no, she, she was one of the ones who said, who encouraged him to kill his victims. She was there what? from the beginning. No. This is what, according to Sanford, she was in, she was in from the beginning what and the was participating fuck? the whole time. When they were in, on trial, she came out and said that she and she and Gordon were lovers. She said that she said that Gordon was the incestuous son of her husband and her daughter. Uh. And, I mean, it was the, the apparently the trial was in total insanity and total chaos. And every day there were like different horrifying headlines. And she ended up uh, she was sentenced. To life imprisonment, but she was paroled after 12 years. Let's get her back. What? That. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. It, this, it was this. what I thought was proper at the time. Um, that was a joke where I'm the judge now. I feel, I feel like my, my story was like an explosion of glitter compared to yours. Yeah. That's right. Hi. Uh, at, during his trial, Gordon demanded to represent himself, so his two lawyers quit, and then oh. he cross-examined himself. Oh, oh no. my God. Because he's insane. <laughs> and probably, like, grilling himself. Why did you kill the boys? I didn't I kill did. the boys! <laughs> he was found guilty, and he was hanged at St. Quentin in Febu- February of 1929. Oh, they got that They're done like, fast. Hanged, yeah. yeah, they were like... Goodbye. And as we've all seen, but Walter Collins' mother did go to San Quentin on the day he was being hanged to beg him to please tell her if he killed her son or not. And he fucked with her until they put the bag on his head and walked him up the stairs. So she believed for the rest of her life there was a possibility that her son was alive. That poor baby. I decided to end on the downest note I possibly could find. He went out strong. Right? Yep. That strong bit, is just He got a little bit of credit. As, yeah. he, he, he went out. He, like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to stay true to myself. <laughs> I'm a fucking total asshole. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking it all the way he's to the chair. Kanye yeah. over here. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> you don't know what it means? I mean, I, it's Kanye. It's like. I know, but it was I know. clearly well applied. Well, because Kanye, I don't know. Millennials. Uh, What's yours, Georgia? Okay, that was great. Is great the right word? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, go- I'm going fucking, I'm going back to Australia. Okay. Because oh. you did research there about the last one. And um, by the way, that one was fucking awesome. Just throwing that out there. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Australia, you got some fucked up shit going on over <laughs> there, man. So M- Mark Aaron Rust. Mm-hmm. Fucking murderer. He was born. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to believe this. Don't ease into it. <laughs> All right. Don't creep up on that story. No, do you, guys know the, you know the theme of this podcast is mur- no. <laughs> uh, so he was born in 1965. Uh, he is a self-described loner. He was 13 when he started following girls while fascinating about having sex with them and he started exposing himself to women as a teen and he really liked the reaction 
of the women that he would expose. Like it's so creepy. Like he would Power, masturbate right? in front of them and be and like love that they were shocked and horrified. Yeah. That's the yeah. That's the whole thing. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, he's described it as obese, disheveled, odorous man who expressed Come on. his limited vocabulary in a in a mo- in a monotone. He was like a creepy creepy creep. Uh, <laughs> was this written by a high school cheerleader? <laughs> She's no. mean. Georgia Hardstark. <laughs> so he was charged seven times with indecency offenses, but was only fined, never convicted. What? What year is this? Uh, well, he was he was born in 65. so probably like mid to late uh, 70s, early right. 80s. I mean, everything was cool in the 70s. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> they just were like, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so he was creepy. He was weird. He got he, he married twice because... They always do. They always fucking How? do. I, I they must okay. be great at small talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's like, he's like, like, that's mo- thing I can't he's like a smelly, mo- he's like a, hey, you like to go bowling? I like to go bowling. I mean, that's I what- love bowling. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <laughs> it's about pheromones. Um... <laughs> Um, da, 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 da. Okay, so after his <laughs> after his first his second marriage ended, his his wife at the time's daughter, his stepdaughter, claimed he had sexually assaulted her. He was never charged, but had to attend sessions with a sex offenders treatment program. But he left halfway through the first session because he thought the program was stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's. Probably. I mean, let's not judge it until we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, until we take the program. Right. Yeah. So he was working as a taxi driver in, so this is April 1999, and so Maya Jackick, she's 30, and she's walking in the neighborhood where he's driving a taxi. Don't look at my notes. It's too late. I've read them all upside down. <laughs> it's, all right. This is good. She's a fucking sweet angel. She's born in Croatia in 69, and she grew up, in 1990, she fled the country due to the civil war with Serbia. So she's like getting a better start in Australia. She's a sales assistant in a clothing store. Um, and she's in this neighborhood for some fucking reason. It's an upper class neighborhood. He's, he sees her. I like the details. And he says to her, he says, want a lift? In an Australian accent. Like a, <laughs> I, like a, I want it, man. L, L, do it. I can't do that. Come on, do it. You want a lift, mate? No, there it is. Not, there not we good. go. That not was good. Peaky Blinders. <laughs> and she says, she, you know, she's she's a fucking, she's saying sexy, and she's like, fuck yourself. And he says, how about a root? Which I guess in Australian no. means like. Root means fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she says no and keeps walking. He drives after her and parks in a spot she had to walk by. He exposes herself to him <laughs> and wanting to see her horrified face. And this fucking amazing person scoffed at him no not not Did with that the guy and not what he wants to have happen <laughs> no oh she was fine no he does uh, <laughs> he snaps grabs her pulls her to, into this like bushy area and tries to rape her uh and it escalated to murder when he chokes her to death then he covers her body she's like in the bushes he covers her but he wanted her to be found in a creepy fucked up way and it's like abandoned building so he calls from a payphone nearby to the uh to 911 in this zero, country zero, 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 zero. Mm-hmm. thank you and uh says he says hey i was just walking by and there's a body i see a body 
and there two of these op- two of these things happened and the cops didn't find her body and so finally he fucking 5 days later he fucking <laughs> After him calling multiple times, oh he, he puts a note like under a cop's uh, windshield that says like, hi, there's a, <laughs> he says, there's a dead girl's body in the, sh-. he's like, po- like puts an arrow basically pointing he, to where it is. He literally, he, the last phone call, he's like, do I have to draw you a map? <laughs> and he's like, I'm he's drawing like, a map. Yes. <laughs> I've now engraved an invitation for you to come and see it's the so body. So sad. Yes. Jeez. And then they finally find they find her. But they realize that the like calls and the fucking note has to do like clearly it's not. They just normal. hear from across the street. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Um so the 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 release to the public, nobody fucking identifies the the note or the the voice uh the calls. Her bo- it's 6 days later the body's found. Um, so he's in jail in late 1999 for trespassing, released on parole in 2001. Ten days later after that, he grabs a woman and uh, rapes her and sexually assaults her. And then, uh, but she got out. So She got away from him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Megumi Suzuki, she's a, an 18-year-old smart wonderful Japanese exchange student attending college in Adelaide in 2001. She's going to be a counselor for internet. Like, she's a good fucking person, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, on August 3rd, she leaves class, and she's waiting at a bus stop, and Rust fucking spots her. And he grabs her, tries to rape her, and he couldn't get an erection, which you know pisses people like this off, right? Well, it pisses me. It, 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 <laughs> I feel like that's across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell us. Tell us everything. So he tries to strangle her, but he can't. And so he, he bashed her head with a fucking rock. Mm. I know, baby angel. And then he wraps her body in sheets. And so he puts her in a rubbish bin, in a trash bin for everyone here, nearby. <laughs> And she's reported missing. Her parents were like so sweet, fly from Japan to look for her. Her purse is found like shortly after, but her body's not fine. And her like poor boyfriend is like suspected of the whole thing and is like freaking out. Um, they search for her. And at that point on August 16th, he cuts the power to an office building. And he goes in. There's one female alone in the office oh, building. Holy my fuck! God. I know. Well, he man. went full fucking Halloween. <clears throat> yeah. Don't don't work late is uh, the fucking secret. Wow. Uh, this uh, I don't like this at all. No, she's not dead though. Okay. 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 okay, okay. She's uh, it's, it's his last victim. She's raped. Uh, he 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 like. He like fucking overcame her, and at one point he hands her the knife that he has to hold while he like does his unbuttoned stuff. Because he was getting, he was, he was like, "Can you hold this while I take off my yes. shirt?" Yes. And she was like, "Okay." But the only reason she's alive is because she was like, she went along with it. She didn't look at his face. She didn't stab him with it. No. Okay. I know it's bananas. It's it this whole like thing of have... like, do you do you like fight for your life and do anything you can, right. or do you like go along with it? Well, she made the right choice. But but who knows alive. what that would have been? It's so fucking insane to me. I I can't. So uh, he no, didn't harm can. her. He <laughs> and I do, and I have insomnia. So <laughs> <laughs> so this is how he gets caught. 
is so, like, so he so that crime happens and then he leaves her and just leaves goes doesn't okay. kill her doesn't kill her she's alive mm-hmm. and then on the news that they're like they keep playing his recording of his voice over and over again and showing the note to like to to see the handwriting his rusk's brother fucking hears it and sees it from the handwriting yeah from the he hears he hears the, the, voice. the voice and he's like I listened to it like 10 times I went in the other room and played it so I could like he, like he just was like freaking out about it it's rusky mate that's what rusky, he said rusty yeah but he was like but he knew his brother had like maybe molested but his also like I have a cousin yeah Uh-oh. and if I heard this story I'd be like yeah like like there are, there are people yeah. in your family who are like okay I'm, I got my eye on you yeah but the secret <laughs> The secret is it's never who you think it is, which right. makes me suspect everyone who I don't think it is. But this guy's that he like that 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 guy who talks in the monotone voice and that weirdness. Like, I literally have a cousin like this, and I'm like, okay, okay. murderer. I'm, yeah, you're. I wouldn't be surprised if they were like yeah. forty bodies. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> Come on. And his brother is like interviewed in one of these like ID shows and he's like a normal sweet dude. And he's like, I, I was out of town for a long time and then I came back and the news was playing this shit. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like he knows it's his brother. And then he sees the writing sample. He, he like goes to the police and brings like a letter that his brother had written him and they like match, match it, it up. But this is only for well, the, like, mur- the first murder. But fucking good for him because most. You what? Know, no, but most people in a family would be like, "It's not him," and convince themselves it's not him. Yeah, would you yeah, turn yeah. your bro- like? Do you, would you turn your family member in if you thought it was them? Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 <laughs> a fucking yeah. murderer? Yeah, I don't. You would. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> I would. Like Laura. Like I'll Laura. I'll take this question. Yes, I absolutely would. <laughs> Well, because here's the thing, when you, it's like what you're saying, you, we, I think everybody at least knows a person or has a relative or whatever, where you're just like, I, it's just like, there's something going on. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you'd be, you know, calling in all the time or whatever, right. but if there was something where it's like undeniable evidence A and undeniable evidence B and terrible result, you have to get those people yeah. off the street. And even if you, you do it and you turn them in and it's not them and it's fine, it's like, at least you tried something. Yeah. And, I mean, Christmas is weird, it's but other so than hard. That, <laughs> but there's a lot to talk about, you know. Oh. I got you a really big gift. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> Exoneration. All right, so he goes to they they figure out it's him, they fucking arrest him, and while he's in prison, uh he confesses to a cellmate about Megumi's murder because he can't oh, fucking he right. needs to tell someone about it also he had her that this is the second woman because he's convicted on the first one because of her of the calls the second woman they didn't even know it was it was uh, uh connected and they and he has her cd player in his cell Ooh. in yeah. his cell what his cell oh. but no hope i mean i'm gonna they, i, I need yes. what uh what yep. <laughs> Supposedly they let CD players into fucking prisoner cells. Well, but now now I'm like it's a good idea because he br- he brought her her mm-hmm. possessions into his cell uh-huh. and that's and, what his, and her parents were like, here's the receipt with the fucking oh, number on it. Oh my god! And they were able to match it up. Yeah, yeah, that's some good. Somebody did some good work there. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. So what? So he had put her in a rubbish bin. And then uh, they tracked the rubbish bin down. They figured out when 
that bin had gone to the the dump, they the cops fucking went through like bail by bail till they found the the like the area where she had been in the dump. So uh, let's see, eleven days after they started searching, after ten thousand tons, but it's T O N N E S. So I don't know if this is the same thing as tons. I, how, ma- yeah. how many is that? It's, it's, it, I mean, if, if I, I I was just in Australia, but if I know correctly, that's about eight teaspoons. <laughs> After all of that, under uh, under all that rubbish, they fucking find her. That's this pretty poor baby. fucking amazing. That's amazing. It's I feel amazing. Like, not to disparage yes. American cops, but I also think there's a there's a financial aspect yeah. where they just go, all right. So that's yeah. It. Lost go cause. ahead and not look in the garbage. Lost uh, cause. Yeah. Dump. Yeah. Totally. They they find her. All of this stuff. Uh, and he get he, when they asked her why he killed her, he says because I did. Mm-hmm. Piece of shit, clearly. Yeah. He's sentenced to two concurrent life sentences without parole. He pled guilty to the murders of both the women, uh, Maya Jackick and Megumi Suzuki. He filed an application seeking the uh, imposition of a non-parole period for killing them. But everyone's like, everyone in Australia is like, fuck you, that's never going to happen. So yeah. he's in prison forever. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. Did some, when you, when you, clap when you did your him. last Australia story, did someone go, you got to know about this Australian guy? <laughs> no. They didn't? No. I just, I have insomnia and I search murders constantly. Maybe that's why you have insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's not. Wait, what? <laughs> I never thought about no. that. No. Have you seen all the datelines? All of them. <laughs> Are you in love with Keith Morrison? Oh my god, Keith <laughs> leans on things. <laughs> Do you know this? He really loves to lean. There's an Instagram of Ke- called Keith leans on things, and it's just Keith Morris <laughs> leaning on things. That's so bad. Like screen grabs of Keith, and then Fuck, he came yes. to the he came to the woman's house who made that Instagram, and they lean on each other. And they just like, <laughs> She's my hero. My hero. That's pretty great. Um, I don't know how we're doing on time. I think we're getting the... Stop it. Oh, that light means I'm, get... I the, feel super dirty. I know, I know, I know. You're <laughs> Apologize okay. again to all and my last, uh, my, In the last dollop we put up, there were approximately a million penguins turned into oil. What's this? Yeah, it's a story I did. Oh, okay. And, and I took me two days to get over that. It oh, might take me longer to get over this. <laughs> yeah. We exonerate you. Don't you feel good right now? Like, no. you're doing good. You know what's funny is years ago, I was talking to Karen about comedy, and That's she me. was like... <laughs> she was like, just he just did a joke about child murder, and I just don't think it's funny, and I don't think people should talk about it. No, not our Karen. Like, people change, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> this one? This is a lie. <laughs> There's... No way I said that ever. Uh, yeah. Who was it, Ray James? Yeah. <laughs> I was not mad about the child murder. This is not the Karen I know. I was that I was using that topic as an excuse to hate a person. <laughs> it's what we do. It's what we do. I don't do it anymore. You don't have to either. Uh. Should we uh 
Oh, we have so many shirts. What do we do about these shirts? We're gonna do, we're um we're gonna say goodbye no. and then we're gonna throw shirts at people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Right? These because are shirts by Michael Ramstead. The pr- these are amazing shirts. Thank you for um, sending us all your hometown murders. Yes. Please keep sending them in. We love them and they fuel our minisodes and they help us a lot. And um, hey, can I say what? thank this you for is... coming to the podcast festival and yes, supporting and supporting this podcast? Thank you. Because we we booked these guys really early on when they started they started popping up and I was like I feel like something's happening here. And sure enough, a lot of people are fucking uh, crazy. And now we want to. <laughs> And I like money. murder. My yeah. wife, my wife is a total murder. I know. Uh, We've all, talked about yeah, it. Yeah, she's all about the murders. So I love yeah. it. Yeah, it makes me so happy. I know. Thank you, you guys type. so much for fucking. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, you guys are. Thank you so much. This is our first live show. This is so fucking exciting. It's, it was of, really of, awesome. Having us. Of many, of many. <laughs> I hope so. This yes, is so and great. thank you, Dave Anthony, thank for being a great me. first guest, the perfect yeah. first guest. Yeah. And I guess now we tell you to stay sexy. <laughs> and don't get murdered, but I have Elvis on the. Wait, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Here, do, wait, do it again. Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. No. This is what she tried. She tried to play it for Gareth backstage. Bye. And it, it didn't work. <laughs>